Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot, and the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello, welcome in. We've made it to Friday, our Friday edition of the program. Beautiful day outside. I do think there's a little bit of chance today for rain, but hopefully that holds off and we have a really nice weekend as well. But it's been a great week of weather. It lets you know that spring is here. And if there is a downside to the NCAA tournament coming to an end, I guess it's that we are officially, I think, out of the bitter cold and the winter months and uh, those times and headed to better, better weather, the spring and summer ahead. And so that is a positive, I guess. But I sure miss daily basketball, whether it's a big game at night or the conference tournaments into the NCAA tournaments. Even the men's and women's uh, just were both really good this season. So I know we all can join together and definitely agreeing that we miss basketball and already pining for it to return. And it's a long way off, but there's a lot to talk about this offseason with the Hoosiers and more. Let's look at the show lineup for today. A service in New Albany segment one here in just a moment. We'll take you through some of the news and headlines of the day and it is now official. Kellel Ware has officially signed with Indiana, so we'll tell you what Mike Woodson had to say about Kellel in just a moment. Also, a, a change. The NCAA Division I Council has adopted a proposal to remove the limit on the number of official visits that a prospect can take. This is interesting, and we'll talk about this some today as well. Also, Indiana football with a big spring practice and some fan-focused events Coming up on Saturday as we start to think about football a little bit more here in the basketball offseason. And then catching back up with basketball, it's a big weekend for transfer portal recruiting. And I'm not aware of Indiana hosting any prospects this weekend, but it is a big weekend for IU because Chris Ledlam and others that Indiana is targeting, they've got visits at other places. Ledlam will start today, actually yesterday, at Tennessee down in Knoxville. So we'll talk some about that today as well. That's the lineup. Oh, I need to tell you, the rest of the lineup, Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, He'll be with us in segment two as we'll talk the portal, IU, college basketball, and more. Also later in the show, Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star will be with us as we tell you the latest on high school hoops and a little recruiting with Kyle as well here in this Friday program. That's the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Also, the Thornton's text line, that number, 
1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Get out your phone, send me a text, ask a question, make a comment. Anything on IU is fair game. Anything on local sports will entertain as well. And if you're looking for an icy, cold, thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce Fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's. And don't forget the Big X Sports Radio golf cards are available as well. BigXSportsRadio.com or you can call 812-725-1457 for more information on those. Let's look at some headlines today. First off, Kellel Ware, it was announced just a little bit ago, uh, by the IU program. He's now officially signed, sealed, and delivered uh, with three seasons of eligibility remaining. Of course, I know you've heard all this, but he comes to Indiana from Oregon where he played 35 games and started four as a freshman for the Ducks. He averaged 6.6 points, 4.1 rebounds, 15.8 minutes of action per game, and he led the team in block shots, as you would expect, a seven-footer to do. He had 45. His best game of the season, an 18-point and nine-rebound effort against UConn, who would go on to obviously have an outstanding national championship run through the NCAA tournament. Then he had nine rebounds as well against Michigan State. So I know a lot of Indiana fans hoping those big rebounds against Michigan State, that big effort against Connecticut, he can put more of those together as a sophomore at Indiana and, of course, a guy that comes from North Little Rock High School was part of back-to-back state championships there and was the 2021 state tournament MVP, probably his biggest honor as a high school player, uh, a traditional uh, always uh, coveted award, McDonald's All-American. So Kellel Ware now official on the IU roster. here, And now that he's official, obviously that's when Coach Woodson can publicly comment about him. And uh, Kellel, here's what uh, Coach Woodson had to say about where he said, quote, Kellel is an extremely gifted player who will bring a lot to our program. He is a tremendous athlete whose skill level in all facets of the game will make us better. He's a rim protector with great size and length. He runs the floor so well he can shoot and he's someone who competed and won at a high level in high school. We welcome he and his family to Bloomington and to Hoosier Nation. So that's the official welcome from Coach Woodson to Kellel Ware now that he is officially uh, in the fold, on the roster, you could say, here in this 22-23 offseason, heading into the 23-24 college basketball season. Big weekend of recruiting. I mentioned that uh, as far as Indiana, I'm not aware that they have any visits set in Bloomington or any Zoom meetings scheduled with anybody this weekend. We don't always know about everything that goes on, but we do know that Chris Ledlam is going to be down in Knoxville starting yesterday, concluding today, I believe, and then headed to St. John's over the weekend to meet with Coach Rick Bettino, the new coach of St. John's. So a big weekend for Ledlam with his visit last weekend to Indiana. You've got to believe that in the coming week or so, it's likely he makes his decision. So can Indiana, who got the first opportunity to host him on campus, can they hang on through this weekend? Because I read something last night that Tennessee has their orange and white spring football game. You can imagine how crazy their Knoxville campus will be 
for that day and for the weekend heading into that or days heading into that. And then, of course, there's a lot of excitement with Coach Patino up in New York City, Chris Ledlam from the East Coast, so there's that connection as well. And obviously Patino, a Hall of Famer, a legend. And for someone like Ledlam or anybody, any recruiter, transfer portal member, uh, to get a chance to be considered to by Rick Patino and have interest as well. Obviously, you would think he would listen to that for sure. So some big challenges this weekend for Indiana to see if they can get past and then uh, see where things stand next week after some of these visits. I, I think that I saw also Dalton Connect of Northern Colorado, uh, who is an Indiana target. Indiana has had a Zoom meeting with him, and he seems to have a lot of interest in the Hoosiers. I believe that he is going to be down in Tennessee and Knoxville for a visit this weekend as well. So a couple things to keep an eye on. Transfer portal is always popping. Nothing going on directly this weekend with Indiana, but definitely some things to consider with Ledlam and Connect as they get out and see some other campuses this weekend. Also, the NCAA Division I Council. Boy, a lot of rule changes as far as recruiting and uh, visits and NIL and other things. Uh, in recent years, I guess you got to include the transfer portal in that as well. But the NCAA Division I Council adopted some new rules this week related to benefits for student athletes, uh, unofficial and official visits. Moving forward, prospects will no longer have a limit to the number of official visits that they can take to NCAA member schools. Prospects will be limited to one official visit per school unless there is a head coaching change after an official visit in the case that prospects would be able to compete complete a second official visit to the same school. In men's basketball, prospects will still be able to compete complete a second official visit to the same school provided the visits do not occur in the same academic year. Uh, official visits may last no longer than a two-night stay during which schools will be permitted to cover travel cost, transportation, meals, and reasonable entertainment for up to two family members accompanying a prospect, a prospect on the visit. These new rules take place on July 1st. Currently, prospects are allowed five official visits as a junior and then five more as a senior, and they could still hit the same schools or a combination of the same schools if they want between junior and senior as well. So that junior year official visit deal is fairly new, and now this rule really opens it up for an unlimited number of official visits to different schools. Perhaps the thinking is that the more time and visits on campus you get with a coaching staff and to learn about the school, the more chance that a player will make the decision that is best for him with that current team, with the campus, with the education, with all the components that come along with college sports, and maybe shrink the number of transfer portal entries, although I don't see that happening. I think the transfer portal is just getting started as far as its role and popularity among college basketball, football players as well, other athletes also. But definitely some big news on official visits to keep an eye on, and that's going to be different. It's going to be hard to keep up with all of it. I guess there won't be as much to keep up with, to be quite honest, as far as official visits go. That all begins on July 1st. Also, a big weekend for IU football. Spring practice with fan-focused events on Saturday. Indoor tailgate at 11 a.m. Hoosier Carnival at 11 a.m. Practice begins 
at 11 a.m. as well. Uh, first in-person look at a series of practice sessions. The release said individual positional work and also situational team drills. There's a scrimmage from 11.30 until 12.30, and then Coach Allen will make some remarks following this spring practice at 12.30, and then at 12.40 and on the field, meet and greet for fans to chat with Indiana football players and coaches. Indiana asking that fans register in advance so they can help plan the event out, and you can go to the Varsity Club's website or call 812-855-0866. But this is really the first big deal of the spring for Indiana where there's going to be media and public involved, and it's that weekend, that time of year where you get spring games and scrimmages and fan-focused events like this. But just a reminder that we are moving quickly through the IU football offseason, and before you know it, it'll be time for uh, football. I know it's hard to believe sitting here in the spring, but once you get through the spring and into the summer months, football arrives quick, and before you know it, it's August, and the season, uh, both high school and college, will almost be here at that point. That's a look at our headlines for this Friday edition of the program. We'll head to a commercial break. Don't forget, if you missed the live show, you can always find us as a podcast. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison, and you'll find us there. Yesterday on our show, new New Albany coach Craig Teagle joined me. You can hear that on our podcast from Thursday. We'll be back with Dylan Wallace of the Seymour Tribune to talk IU basketball and more. Also, Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star still ahead. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this one for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. We're back on this Friday edition of the show. The Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you've got a question for Dylan or something on IU basketball you want us to read on the air, text it. We'll get it on here in just a few minutes. Dylan is with me now. Dylan, um, new edition. It's official. We got to hear Mike Woodson, or I should say read what Mike Woodson had to say about Kel mm-hmm. Elware. Some very strong words for what he could be as an Indiana Hoosier as Kalel officially signed with the IU program and it was released earlier today. Yeah, very exciting. Um, you know, we, we, we talked last Friday a little bit about how there were some pretty strong rumblings, uh, you know, the previous night about how, you know, the momentum for Kalel Ware is really kind of pointing toward IU. You know, everyone had kind of waited a few days over the weekend before it really became official, but... Um, just an, a really awesome announcement uh, for Indiana to to get him. You know, I, I know some people had Coel as the number one ranked, you know, guy in the transfer portal, uh, the prospect to go get. Some people had it Hunter Dickinson. Um, so, you know, to get one of these top guys um, is really big. Um, and you know, I think this will be a really nice addition for Indiana. I think, you know, for anyone who has questions about the motor or you know whatever his production was last year, I just think that with what Mike Woodson was able to do with. 
a lot of these different guys, you know, what he, what he was able to do with Trey Jackson Davis the last two years, what he did with Malik Renew getting him to play harder this past season, um, you know, just the growth that he showed with Xavier Johnson, just he's been able to get players to kind of maximize some of their potential, you know, and I think with a big like this coming in, um, if you pair him with a guard like Xavier Johnson, uh, it, it should be really exciting. It could be a really nice pairing. He'll be a really good addition to this team. You know, and he hasn't had a guy, you know, kind of this big with this kind of variety of skills, you know, someone who, who can maybe go on the perimeter, who can be a little bit more comfortable in different areas of the floor. So, uh, very exciting. And I think, you know, Indiana fans should be super pumped about this, this addition. Uh, you know, Woodson obviously is excited in the statement that he gave. Um, so, uh, I can't wait to see what, what he's able to do on the forefront of this upcoming season. And, um, you know, it was the first kind of domino to fall here for the Hoosiers in this offseason in terms of their transfer portal prospects. And, um, you know, we'll see if they get any more in the next, you know, couple of weeks here before everything kind of fizzles out. But uh, it's a really great addition, and uh, I think everyone should be pretty excited about it. Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. The transfer portal, it, it is the chief topic right now of college basketball. I mean, I know that we focus on Indiana and obviously where and Sparks, those have been big commitments. There are other targets that we talk about, it seems, on a daily basis. But across college basketball this time of year, whether it's the big name from UConn that's headed to the draft or a question about is so-and-so going to leave or come back, the portal has dominated this offseason of discussion so far. I have to believe that there was some intent when this transfer portal was created, not only to give players an opportunity maybe to better control their destiny and, and where they're at, but also to keep college basketball on the forefront in some regard after March Madness comes to a close. Yeah, definitely. You know, we're still talking about, I think most of the news is dominated in college sports about, you know, the transfer portal. And, you know, football teams are having their spring football games this upcoming weekend, you know, some pretty big programs. And I, I feel like I haven't seen a whole lot about that. Um, and, you know, typically this is where football news starts to, to leak in. But college basketball, you know, the, the championship game was two weeks ago, and we're still talking a lot about it because there's just so many big names in the portal. There's so many additions to different teams. Um, and it's just really exciting to kind of keep track of. And, you know, we didn't really get to do this a whole lot last year because Indiana – didn't add anyone from the transfer portal. You know, they had some conversations with some guys like Dexter Dennis, who, who wound up at, I think, well, at one of those schools. And then I think at A&M. And, and you know, but we, we didn't really have to delve really too much into it. You know, there were a few names here or there for Indiana that we would talk about them potentially getting, but um, they didn't really add anybody. So this is a, a different kind of year for, for us in terms of following it because we know Indiana's going hard after some of these guys. They've already gotten one, and, you know, there's still some more that – you know, they're, they're, they have prioritized, and I'm sure there's going to be even more in a couple of weeks here that we don't even know about right now that, you know, if, if a Ludlum or Connect goes somewhere else, you know, we're going to have some more names that, um, you know, that are going to pop up for us. There could be some guys who still enter it and all this kind of stuff, you know. So uh, it's constantly moving until that, I think it's May, end of May, toward the end of May, where, the, where this thing will finally be kind of settled. So uh, we still got about a, a good month, month and a couple of weeks here before everything kind of settles itself, and you know, it keeps everyone talking about it. Um, there's there's a news every single day about contacts or visits or Zoom calls and all this kind of stuff. So um, it, it's really it's really uh, pretty electric. And I think I think you know even with these dead periods, you know, you're still always kind of hearing certain things here and there. So um, it's a lot of fun, and, and I think it's going to be good that you know we we're going to get this thing closed out by by May, and then we'll be able to start to focus a little bit more on kind of the high school recruiting stuff because that's obviously dominates a lot of stuff over the summer. So 
Um, it's just it's a constantly off season thing now for college basketball. So um, you know, I think I think it's been pretty exciting. Um, it, it's pretty fun to follow, especially when you have a team who really needs some additions. You know, they can go get people. Uh, especially a program like Indiana, who who has a lot of stature now and was was relevant again this past season. So you know, bigger names are going to be attracted to that des- this kind of destination. And so so that's that's just fun to, to keep track of, and you can really kind of turn over your roster. Um, I do think you know we're hopefully you know we, we we don't see kids just transferring every single year, and you have one kid on four different teams in four years. I think you know they're going to figure out some rules here, and then once the COVID eligibility goes away, it'll be, it'll be a little bit easier to follow kind of who's who's got however many years left and all that stuff. But, you know, right now it's just it's, it's every single day you see something about the transfer portal. Um, even if it's not Indiana, you just see a guy goes here or a guy's in it and stuff like that. So uh, it's definitely a lot to keep track of. And um, it's, it's been dominating the college sports talk right now. And, you know, I'm sure football, you know, with some of these bigger schools having their spring games like Ohio State and Alabama, I think, you know, those will obviously get some, some pretty big news. But right now it's still a lot of college basketball, which is, which is a lot of fun because, you know, we're going to miss it until it comes back in October. This is a good way to keep talking about it. I think Indiana fans are going to be really focused on Tennessee this weekend because that's where yeah. Chris Ledlam is at now. And I don't know exactly when his visit began and when he will exit and go to St. John's, but it's a big weekend. I know it's the orange and white spring game, which in Tennessee is a huge ordeal. So I can imagine that the campus is pristine and that they're probably – if he's not going to make the actual game himself, and maybe he is, uh, but I'm sure there's a lot of build-up to that that's been exciting down on the UT campus. So can Indiana survive through this weekend of Tennessee putting on their best show with the spring game as the backdrop, uh, which is going to be madness, and can uh, they survive a Hall of Fame coach and a great talker, a great recruiter like Rick Pitino, who's making some waves at St. John's now? I think next week could be interesting to see what Ledlam maybe ultimately decides to do. Yeah, and and Connect is also on this visit to Tennessee. Both those guys are going to be, um, you know, in Knoxville this weekend. So those are two guys that are on Indiana's kind of radar. Uh, I think Ledlam obviously a little bit above Connect, but still two guys they've been talking to a lot. Um, they're both going to be at Tennessee. So um, you know, I I feel like I fear uh, Rick Pitino at St. John's more than I do Rick Barnes at uh, at, at Tennessee, just because. Um, I think, you know, to, to want to commit to Tennessee, you just have to – it's just a certain style um, that, that is – I don't know, you got to be willing to play it. Uh, it's not necessarily pleasing to watch because there's going to be some low-scoring games, but um, they're, they definitely have some holes they can fill, so I'm sure there's some, some spots they can promise. But, you know, I think I think Rick Pitino uh, is, can, can be a really big draw at St. John's. You know, he's, he's, he's a coach that can probably get some of these big guys, and he's really trying to turn around that program in the Big East. So um, um, I, I think I would fear him and what he might be able to do a little more. But, uh, yeah, that, there's some big visits coming up for these guys, and, um, you know, it's a big question if, if they can kind of survive them because, um, you know, all it takes is a really good experience for a kid and, and a really good conversation for them to really kind of stick their mind to, to a place and want to go. So, you know, they, they've already had – some trips to Indiana, so that's kind of been their memory. But uh, you know, sometimes recency bias can 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 be the worst thing, and they can get, have a really good time here coming up. But yeah, I think it'll be interesting to kind of follow these guys and see see what they're doing. Um, so and these are some big weeks coming up because uh, I'm sure Indiana's still going to be in contact with them uh, over these next couple weeks here, even though they're, they're at some other schools. So uh, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to kind of follow and see what these guys are, are deciding to do. Um, because, you know, like you said, it, it's, it's really crazy just how many guys are, can go to these different schools, and um, there's just so many opportunities now. And, you know, it, it's, it's fun to follow, but, yeah, I'm sure any of the fans will be, be paying a lot of attention to uh, 
to what how's it going in Tennessee for them this weekend. And uh, I'm sure people would rejoice if they they cancel just like uh, where did to Alabama last week. But I don't think it'll happen. But so yeah, we'll see how this plays out. Absolutely. Uh, talking with Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. What are you, what's your take on the NCAA Division One Council? Their recent uh, adoption of a new rule that will remove limits on the number of official visits that a prospect can take. Uh, they can now take unlimited visits, but only one per university. Unless there is a coaching change, they would be allowed to come back and take a second. It seems like here recently going from senior year only with five to junior year with five more, now unlimited, one per school. Uh, things are getting looser and looser on the recruiting front. They are, yeah, and, and that's why I said a little bit earlier, I hope that you know we get to a point where it's just kind of like a one-time transfer and you can't just do it year after year after year after year. Um, and I think it will kind of turn more into that. But, yeah, I think, you know, I think I'm okay with it just because, you know, you, you want these kids to be able to, to find what place they think is best. And if that takes going on seven visits to, um, you know, a couple of Power 5 programs, then so be it, you know, just so they can – hopefully find a place that, that fits for them and, and they stick around there for however many years they have left eligibility-wise. Um, so I think it's all right. Uh, and, and, you know, as long as, you know, it's interesting because, you know, obviously you can't have them on campus multiple times. So that one time you get them, you know, you really got to try to make the most of that experience when you bring them in. Um, you got to really make sure you sell them, you, you show them everything you, you can. And, you know, it's kind of like the, a really big moment there. So that, that makes kind of the the visits, that's that more important, but um, I, I think it's fine, you know, just because, you know, there's so many kids and names in the transfer portal, and there's so many schools that are going to be reaching out to them. I mean, a lot of these kids have, you know, what, like 25 schools that are probably contacting them, probably more, um, so to only pick five of them to go on visits on, I think it's nice that they have a little bit more kind of flexibility, um, but to your larger point, it does seem like things are getting looser. Uh, I think which can be a little bit dangerous, you know, like I said, I, you just hope there's some more kind of restrictions here down the road. I think once kind of the COVID eligibility clears up and we kind of know everyone, whoever, because, you know, still to this day, you see people that are still eligible, and you're like, how are they still eligible? And you, probably because of the COVID year. So once that kind of goes away and it's a little bit easier to track some of this stuff, I hope things become a lot more clear just for kind of fans to follow in terms of, you know, who, who has what left and all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, I think, I think it's fine in general for the kids to be able to, you know, because they have so many schools reaching out to them that they can go on a little bit more official visits. And, um, you know, you just got to make the most of it when you get them on campus. Uh, and so that's why, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure Bloomington, I think every time someone comes to IU, it's a really nice experience and you can kind of really sell them on, you know, the arena, uh, just the experience. Bloomington is, is, popping right now in spring it's going to be a great time to be here on campus so uh hopefully hopefully uh whenever they have guys on here it's a it's a big draw and i think it is all right talking to dylan wallace sports editor of the seymour tribune dylan iu football i have not brought it up much since we've been into the basketball off season there i think is a lot of unknown around the football program for this upcoming year Maybe we'll learn a bit more this weekend because IU football is going to host their first spring event that is open to media and fans. There will be a scrimmage for an hour beginning at 1230 tomorrow, and there's a lot of other activities going on there at the stadium. What, what's your take at this point for what uh, the future holds for IU foot, excuse me, football? Yeah, I think, you know, there's just a bunch of questions. I actually listened to the Walt Bell press conference yesterday because I, I wanted to kind of, 
you know, it, it is it is springtime, the spring football time, so you want to try to start keeping track of some stuff and kind of listen to what he was saying about some of the offensive schemes. Um, obviously, Jalen Lucas was in a really exciting piece last year. He talked a lot about how you know explosive he's been so, so far this spring again, and um, so that's been a, a positive thing. And I think obviously the most interesting thing that everyone's going to want to talk about is quarterback position. And and again, you know, I think Dexter Williams won't be ready to play. Um, by the time the, the season starts, because obviously he had that injury at the end of last season. And so you got Taven Jackson, Trace's brother, you got Brendan Soresby. Those are kind of the two guys right now. Um, I would not be surprised if we see Indiana try to add another quarterback from the transfer portal because um, to only have really two guys, you know, battling for that top spot right now, uh, and just the, the, the unfortunate luck Indiana's had in terms of injuries and just kind of just the play of quarterbacks the last couple of years. You, you want to get as many guys in that room as possible to have different bodies to throw in if you need it. Hopefully you don't, but based on the history, you, you want it. So I wouldn't be surprised if they go add some people. Um, just a lot of question marks right now. Um, and I think it will be nice to, you know, they haven't had a spring game in a couple of years now. Um, obviously there wasn't one when COVID was happening, but even, even the last couple of years, you know, I think the last time they had one was when I was in, in college, which was like 2019 maybe. So they, they haven't really had them a whole lot. They've, they've been doing just kind of like in-house scrimmages, and that was kind of what they were doing. So it's going to be nice that fans can kind of go out and see them and um, be a part of it and stuff like that. And we'll, I'm sure we'll get some, some good content about how certain guys look. Um, but, yeah, I, I just there's just a whole lot of question marks right now. And, you know, you, you start out, unfortunately, with a, a really tough test with an Ohio State team that will be coming to Bloomington. So, not going to be easy. You're going to be thrown right into the fire, and um, you know it's going to be interesting. But um, yeah, I think the, the number one thing is just you know I wouldn't be surprised if they go at another guy from the portal for a quarterback just because you need more bodies, and, and I don't think Desk Williams will be ready to play right away. Um, but you know, hopefully, hopefully things are going well for him. I think there's some interesting pieces on offense that could be pretty fun. Uh, Jalen Lucas is a guy I mentioned. You know, I think Cam Camper said he'll be ready to go by the opener, which is really good. He was a really good receiver for them last year, so. Um, I'm excited about that. Defensively, um, you know, I, I think they got a good amount of guys back, uh, but still, you know, there was a lot of senior kind of experience from last year that, that didn't really have the best years and, and are gone now. So there's just a, a lot of question marks all over the field right now for the football. And, um, you know, just based off the last two years, you know, it's going to be it's going to be an uphill battle. They're definitely going to be pushing the rock uphill. But, um, you know, hopefully this kind of younger group of players um, can really kind of start to, to build something here. And you just want to see some good – steps forward this year and um you know we'll see what happens i think the spring game tomorrow will be or yeah tomorrow will be a good uh kind of experience for the fans to kind of get to see him and maybe we'll be able to see some guys pop and and can get excited about that but uh definitely going to be a lot of questions and you know i'm not sure when we'll get answers for them but uh it's going to be a fun off season to kind of keep track of all this stuff uh, absolutely final quick hitter for you jeffersonville and seymour last night in baseball oh. the red devils cruise to a victory i think maybe were you at that game I was not. Um, I was at a track meet, but I, I, I got the scores sent in. Uh, a little surprising, you know, Seymour's been really good this year. They obviously had not lost. They were right no until last night. Um, from what I from what I was able to gather, it just seemed like first inning, the Red Devils jumped on them 10-0 and, um, you know, did, just kind of cruised from there. So, yeah, not, not, not a great game for Seymour, but I, I do think uh, they're probably a little bit better than what they showed last night. Um, but, yeah, that's a good win for Jeff and, you know, you know, I think Floyd's obviously going to be the, the best team in the in the conference right now. But uh, I think between them and Jeff and Seymour, uh, we could have some some pretty good games here coming up. So I'm excited. Seymour and New Albany had a great doubleheader last weekend. 
uh, both run one run games. So that was a lot of fun to watch. I was at that. I was at those two games. So uh, yeah, it's it's been good. You know, there's there's some there's some good baseball. There's a lot of D one guys in the Hoosier Conference too. Boys got a good number. I think Jeff has one too. So. Uh, it's it's been fun to watch uh, these Hoosier Hill games so far. It's, it's some good competitive baseball. Absolutely. Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. He's with us Fridays. We talk IU and more. Dylan, have a great weekend. Uh, we'll talk with you next Friday. Sounds good. You too. Thanks. All right. We'll head to a quick commercial break. Come back with our final segment of the show and our final segment of the week. Kyle Neddenriff of the Indianapolis Star will check in on Mr. Basketball, the Indiana All-Stars, some recruiting and more. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. I mean, I- Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. and for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. And welcome back on this Friday edition of the program. Don't forget the Big X Sports Radio golf card now available. This year's card features Park Mammoth in Kentucky, Old Capitol Golf Club in Cordon, Elk Run, Valley View, Wooded View, and Christmas Lake down in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play these great courses for under $25 a round with the 2023 Big X Sports Radio golf card. Supplies are limited, but you can get yours today at BigXSportsRadio.com or call 812-725-725. One four five seven. Thornton's text line is open. That number five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Again five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. And as we welcome Kyle Neddenrip of uh, the Indianapolis Star to the program, let's start on the Thornton's text line. We have a text for Kyle that says, "Kyle, your thoughts on New Albany's new hire, Craig Teagle of Huntington North." Yeah, that's a. I thought it was an interesting hire, and uh, maybe you know, and you probably know better than I do, Matt. But uh, maybe a little bit surprising, uh, you know, in that you know he hadn't, uh, you know, been in that area uh, of the state, uh, you know, as, as in his coaching career, been in Jay County and and uh, for a long time, Huntington North, and and obviously he's a you know probably more of a probably known more I would say, uh, Matt, as a defensive uh, style coach and. You know, maybe um, you know not as uh, up tempo, maybe as, as some of the New Albany teams have played uh, in the past. So, yeah, I don't know. I was a little surprised. I thought it was it was uh, definitely a name that's known. Uh, you know, Teagle, I think has been a, a name that you know people have associated with with uh, you know some winning basketball uh, throughout his career, and 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 obviously uh, you know New, New Albany no stranger to uh, to winning basketball. So yeah, I mean he's he's got a lot of. Uh, yeah, success under his belt. You know, the Jay County teams are always known as, as tough, uh, defensive-minded teams. He, I don't think he's had quite. Yeah, started off with pretty good success at Huntington North, and then they've kind of slowed. Um, you know, kind of as the, you know, as the, as the talent pool goes sometimes in, in different schools. But, but yeah, I remember they made you know, may have made some made some tournament runs at Jay County. He was there a long time, and then. You know, Huntington North. I think the last uh, seven or eight years. So, uh, but yeah, it'd be interesting. I, I don't know how that 
you know, kind of depends, I guess, on what New Albany all has in, in its system. But, uh, but I think a, a coach who, you know, kind of similar to a Mark James up here or, or somebody who's maybe a little bit more uh, defensive-minded or, you know, uh, that sort of a style of play. So uh, it just it'll be interesting to see how that ends up working out. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's definitely a name that's very well-known. I think he's, uh, you know, as an... Yeah, I don't know what his total wins are, but I know he's pretty high up there as far as uh, as far as coaches go. I think he's over 400 for his career. Kyle Nedrip, the Indianapolis Star. Kyle, the Mr. Basketball race is ongoing. The Indiana All-Star teams have been announced. We talk about the off-season for college. We're in that time as well with high school basketball. Uh, Mr. Basketball, when does that race conclude? We talked last week about some of the finalists and maybe your thoughts on the Mr. Basketball race this year, but... We're gearing up now for the Indiana-Kentucky series and some of the things that go along with it. Yeah, that'll come out next uh, Wednesday. We have our, we, you know, prior to the pandemic, we're for, I think, probably since 2016 to 19, we did our sports award show. And, uh, you know, kind of the, the timing of it works relatively well. This is a little bit later than, than we have done it in the past, uh, maybe by a week or so or 10 days. But, you know, it'll be... Uh, uh, April 19th, next week, next Wednesday, we'll do it at Butler um, at, at uh, the hall there, Clues Hall. And, uh, you know, the six finalists, you know, you've got uh, Xavier Booker of Cathedral, uh, Marcus Burton from Penn, Miles Colvin, Heritage Christian, Logan Imes of Zinesville, Joey Hart of Linton Stockton. And uh, it's, shoot, who's, I'm sorry, that's not right. It's um, uh, Mason Jones of uh, Valpo, not Logan Imes. Um, and there's one other one, Matt, I'm not thinking of off the top of my head here. Uh, you know, let's see here. I'll, I'll, uh, Zane, Do- Zane Dowdy of uh, Ben Davis oh, yeah. was the other one. So, so yeah, those are the six. And, uh, you know, Zane was obviously uh, had a great senior year and, and put himself in that position where I think uh, that's why he was escaping me. I was looking at an old uh, <laughs> kind of a preseason look, and he wasn't on there. But, uh, but uh, at least not at the top of that. So, yeah, I, I think it'll be those, those six. Um, you know, we'll be the finalists and we'll announce it uh, Wednesday. I think, you know, I think a lot of, there was a lot of momentum, I think, for Marcus Burton, you know, as the year went on and, and the type of season he had and, and uh, you know, and they didn't end up making it to the state finals, which you never know how that, I always think if you can make the state finals and play on that stage, it kind of introduces you to another, uh, you know, audience, you know, TV audience or just people who maybe haven't seen you in person and I always wait to vote until after the state finals. You know, I don't know how many people do that, but um, you know, I always kind of want to see the full breadth of the season uh, before I vote. And and uh, but I, so I don't know. I mean, I think it felt like Burton had a lot of momentum. They ended up one point short, basically, of making the state finals. But uh, but he had a great year. Uh, a lot of these guys did. Zane Dowdy had it. You know, his numbers may not stack up with with some of the guards and whatnot. But uh, all time rebounder at Ben Davis. You know, Booker's a McDonald's All American. Miles Colvin is uh, as talented as anybody, I think, and will have a, an NBA career at some point. Uh, his team didn't have a ton of success. Though. So that's some of the stuff you look at, too, is, is you know, Colvin and uh, Mason Jones uh, didn't have a lot of team success as seniors. Uh, Jones did as a, as a sophomore and junior, didn't have as much around him as a senior. And then Joey Hart had a, you know, his overall numbers, uh, and, I, you know, he, he, that carries a lot of weight, too, for his career. Uh, almost 2,000 points and, and, you know, just the stat filler uh, 
across the board, and they did have team success and made the state finals. So they didn't end up winning it, but uh, but nonetheless had a great career. And, and sometimes the geography of it, where you know he may get a lot of votes from his area of the state because there isn't another uh, finalist from there. So yeah, it's a it's an interesting season. The stories I think been kind of a, a a little bit of a class that is very deep, but uh, we didn't maybe have that absolute front runner favorite. It might have been Booker, I think, going into the year, coming off a state championship, and a lot of uh, accolades uh, going into the season. Uh, but again, Cathedral didn't uh, advance past the regional this year after winning it last year, so they got knocked out by Ben Davis. So again, uh, some of that comes into play. And, and to be honest, Booker probably didn't have as, as great of a year as maybe expected. And part of that is, you know, I may have talked about that with you before, but they graduated their point guard from last year. And uh, if you're a big guy playing with uh, some inexperience at the guard spots, it makes it tough sometimes, too. So, uh, But, yeah, nonetheless, all six of these candidates obviously have had great careers and, and are deserving of being in this uh, finalist grouping. Uh, absolutely. Kyle Nedrip, the Indianapolis Star. Kyle, uh, lots of off-season stuff to consider when it comes to recruiting as well. Uh, I'm pretty sure, and I, I don't have my calendar in front of me, but the college coaches will be able to be out here in the next few weekends to evaluate it. And, of course, we know there's some really big names going through Indiana high school basketball right now that are drawing a lot of interest from colleges. So some of the interest in the offseason switches to recruiting and the summer teams and the summer circuit, and that stuff's underway, but it's really going to step up a notch or two here in the next few weeks. Yeah, that's always kind of, uh, you know, part of the spring is, uh, you know, seeing what coaches are out where. And I know we've talked about the Floyd Badunga before, but, you know, kind of seeing where his, you know, what coaches are watching him. And I don't think it'll be much surprise on it's been the same group pretty much throughout the year. Um, you know, so I think that'll be interesting. And, and also just kind of from a broad perspective of, you know, I know coaches will be out watching, but, you know, how much recruiting really goes on i mean for and that, it does for the top guys obviously but you know it's just uh we're kind of sort of in a different world with this portal and uh that's not anything new or uh, groundbreaking necessarily but yeah i just i feel like a lot of kids who are maybe on those fringes of b1 or even going from mid-major to high major it's just sort of it's such a uh, wait and see process anymore for them uh, to see kind of how the portal shakes out. You know, Zane Dowdy was actually, you know, he kind of was expressing a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, frustration with that the other day when I talked to him. Um, you know, he is, you know, he's got some good, he's visiting Ball State this weekend on an official, and, and Valparaiso has jumped back into the mix with their new coach. So, uh, but you're kind of in a wait-and-see mode, you know, and that's, you know, he's not playing AAU anymore, but, uh, you know, it's, it's just a, it's a different, uh, it just takes a little bit longer. I think we don't see as many of the offers go out early as we used to. Um, you know, so that's just, uh, it's sort of the world we're in now. And, and who knows what can change. I mean, I know we saw the, you know, just last night they put out some new, uh, the NCAA said you can take more than five official visits now. And it's basically unlimited. So that that's a whole new thing as well. Uh, that, uh, you know, just different, you know, you kind of get, you know, one way in your mind, and then it, it completely changes. So, uh, but yeah, it's just a, it's a different world with the portal now. It's it's changed high school recruiting quite a bit. All right, uh, Kyle Medenrip, the Indianapolis Star. Kyle, as we head out, uh, it's spring sports time, and we've had some of the big rivalry baseball games take place, and 
New Albany and Jeff is coming up next week as well. Uh, have you been out to many baseball games in your area? And as far as the best in the state, anybody uh, catch your eye as a, a front-running program for a specific class or a state championship this year? Well, so, you know, a lot of the I'm not going to cover. I'll probably do a lot of track and field actually, and and uh, and some other things. So I, I don't know if I'll get to baseball as much until the uh, tournament and whatnot. But, uh, but yeah, I think it's a lot of the same. Uh, you know, some of the same schools around here that have been good, uh, and then obviously you know the the you know the Noblesvilles and and Fishers and teams like that. But you know, we've got a kid here, Max Clark from Franklin, who's a phenomenal player that. You know, I think uh, if you get a chance to go see him play, he could be drafted, you know, top five in the draft. Uh, you know, he's been talked about at number one, but uh, probably, you know, it's, it might not be number one, but it's going to be really high. So, you know, that's sort of the – I'd like to get out and see him play a couple times. And, you know, he's a kid actually played football as well, even though he was this highly uh, thought of uh, as a baseball recruit. So, I think just, you know – from that standpoint, I'd like to just go see him play a couple, of, even if I don't even write about it, just to kind of uh, get a chance to see him play as a senior uh, for the last time. But, but yeah, we'll have, I mean, a lot of the same teams that have been good are, again, uh, towards the top of the, the, the pecking order. And, you know, as we know, that's a lot of that's the suburban Indianapolis schools that are really strong uh, in baseball uh, and probably only will get stronger in the future. Absolutely. Kyle Nedenrip, the Indianapolis star. Kyle, as always, great to catch up and wrap up our Friday program with you. Thanks for the chat. Have a great weekend. You bet. Thanks, Matt. You too. All right. That's going to wrap things up for the show for the week. Have a great weekend. Let's hope the weather holds off for today. And uh, we'll be back Monday with complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I don't have any insight, but I do think next week will be an important week for the transfer portal for sure after Ledlam's visits this weekend to Tennessee and uh, St. John's. So we'll see if we get any transfer portal news there from an IU perspective next week. Have a great weekend back Monday. Again, have a safe weekend. Have a good weekend. And we'll connect at 11 a.m. on Monday. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.